to the fifth episode of the Let's Talk PBG podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Panetta. I am so sorry that I haven't uh, uploaded anything recently, but um, here we are. We're back at it. Uh, and this week, I am actually interviewing a very special guest who is currently an RA from PBG, uh, but she was originally a Davidson resident. Um, so that's kind of interesting. Uh, so I'm excited to explore how her perspective on Corbin uh, is unique as we discuss what it looks like to be in her shoes. Um, so yeah, uh, without further ado, hi Mayor, how's it going? It's going good, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for coming on the show, uh, it's been uh, a hard time getting a, a good time to, to do this, but I'm excited to ask questions about you. Um, first off, do you want to introduce yourself, uh, like give yourself like a, a context information snippet for the, for the listeners? Um, okay, so my name is Meredith Pinkerton. I am a senior at Corbin. I'm studying education and history. Um, I'm from Salem, so I'm really close to my home, but that's kind of nice. I like visiting my family. Um, yeah. Cool. And uh, how long have you been an RA for? This is my second year as an RA. Okay. Super cool. Well, thanks for sharing, Mayor. Um, Let's, let's start off with um, your experience as a resident, and um, yeah, what has that transition been like for you uh, coming from Davidson, because you were in Davidson your first year um, as a resident, to becoming an RA of PBG? So it's actually really interesting because not only was I a resident in Davidson and then I became an RA in PBG, like just the shift between the dorms, but it was also like the shift off of COVID, so like... And when I was in Davidson, I it was the first year that we were back at school with COVID, so it was a lot more like isolated, um, and like all the student leaders that year did a really good job of helping us to get as much community as we could. But it was just really hard to build community with people who you weren't even allowed to see. So I think that was interesting. I would say our our hall was really closely knit because those were the people we saw like every day, and like when we actually were able to go outside and do things, like it was with our hall usually. Um, and then when I became an RA, well, actually I became an RA because shout out my first RA, Mindy is the best. And she told me I should apply. And I was like, oh my gosh, I should, that would be so fun. So I applied and I was supposed to be an RA in Ballio Davidson and, um, halfway through the summer between <laughs> that year, um, I got a text, well, a call text, whatever, um, that I was going to be moved to PVG. And I really, really, really did not want to. <laughs> um, I actually cried, so I really didn't want to. Um, I knew everybody on the Ballio Davidson team, and I did not know pretty much anyone from PVG. I'd been there one time to visit some people from my lacrosse team in their room, and I just remember like walking through the lobby and being like, what is this place? Because it just is so different. But I was like, okay, well, clearly God has a plan. He like moved me very purposefully. So came to PVG and got to know the team and I just absolutely loved it. And I love being an RA and I love being in PVG. So it's been good. Yeah, that's a, that's a great story, Mayor. Um, question for you. Um, uh, what are some differences you've noticed from like your life in Davidson as of here in PVG? Like you mentioned, like it was COVID, so you couldn't really do much except for see like people in your hall. But 
Um, has that transition from a different dorm, like that dorm culture, been hard? I wouldn't say it's been hard. I think both of the cultures of the different dorms have a lot of good aspects. Um, it just depends on kind of what your preference is. I actually forgot that I had been talking about transitioning from COVID out of it. I got I lost track of my train of thought. But the transition out of COVID, I would say PVG is kind of more open. Like you even see it in the lobby. Like it's huge and it's the one central place, whereas Davidson and Balio, those are like separate lobbies for the separate floors. So I think that kind of shifts community just because like if you go to the lobby, you have to see whoever's in there. But with Davidson, you can kind of pick and choose a little bit. But I think there is a nice aspect to that. It was a nice and like, it was quiet and it was a bit more like if you needed to find somewhere to study, you could find it. Or if you wanted somewhere specific to hang out with your friends, if the bottom lobby was busy, you could just move up to the top one or vice versa. Whereas in PVG, it's like if the lobby's full, the lobby's full. But I really enjoy it. I already forgot what the actual question was. No, that's <laughs> that's totally okay. Um, yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, and and now you've lived in PVG for two years, correct? Um, so what has what has been special um, to you about PVG? Like, what about PVG is special to you? Um, I think I would say that the most special thing to me about PVG is the community. Um, like I was talking about, like going to the lobby. It's just so fun to get to go in and. Every time you walk in, like, you don't know who's going to be out there. So it's like you come in and you get to meet people who you don't know or who you don't know as well. Like, if I walk in and there's only two people there, like, those are two people I'm going to talk to. And I think that's really helpful in building relationships and connections between all the residents in PVG. And I think that, like, the atmosphere is very welcoming. Like, anybody from any dorm can come in. And I think it feels pretty, like, homey. Like, it's just... It's very, like, comforting to be out there, but it's also really fun. Um, and, yeah, the people, I guess the people always make the place. And so since this is my second year in PVG and I know a lot of people, it's really nice. Like, sometimes I'll be sitting in my room and I'm like, man, I'm bored. And you just walk out and there's always going to be someone in the lobby. Or, like, you're going to be the first person and then you have to wait, like, five minutes and then you find someone. So, yeah, I think that's super special, just the community aspect. Yeah, that's that's super cool. I've, I've definitely heard that a lot throughout, like, people I've interviewed of why PVG is special to them. It's, it's the people here and, um, and definitely the lobby. Like the lobby space is super unique to, to PVG and uh, definitely noticing the differences between like Davidson you can, and Bell, you can more pick and choose like which lobby you want to hang out and when you want to hang out. And in PVG it's like you hang out and usually there's people about out there and it's the only space that's out there. So um, it's definitely like a very communal vibe. Um, but yeah, also Mayor, if, no, if you guys didn't know, Mare is a rock star. She is part of the women's lacrosse team uh, here at Corbin University. Um, so I'm going to ask her a couple questions about that. Um, first of all, what is it like to be a women's lacrosse player here at Corbin University? Well, I think, okay, so I started playing lacrosse when I came to Corbin. So I've never been on another lacrosse team. So I don't know, like, what the difference is between, like, I wasn't on a high school team, so... I don't know if there's a difference really. I'm sure there probably is some different aspects, but it's fun. It's a good way to meet a lot of new people. Um, I think during COVID especially, like that was one of the things that actually drew me out of my shell was like the lacrosse team was putting me out of my comfort zone and teaching me like how to be friends with people that I didn't know very well. And so that was a really good experience. Um, it's fun to like, I don't know, it's going to sound dumb, but I feel really cool being on a team. So I think like, 
Like it just kind of gives you like a, a confidence booster, but not in a bad way. It's just like you're doing something and it's something that's meaningful. And like being a part of a team is always a really good or hopefully a really good experience for you. So I find that with like the RA team too. Like anytime you're, I love working with people to accomplish things. So I like seeing how our team has grown um, just from when I started to now. So, yeah. Yeah, and you, t- you talked about how you, you first played lacrosse here. So you didn't start playing lacrosse like when you were a little kid. So like the fact that you've, you know, picked up a really, really hard technical sport in a matter of a year during COVID and are now like, um, you were like a starting uh, player and you were one of the main scorers and main ball carriers as a midi. Um, That's been really cool. Um, Has it anything about the sport been hard for you um, the past two years or three? I think the hardest part is just right now we're built. So the first year I was on the team was the first year of the teams, like the program being here at Corbin. And so it's been kind of difficult just building a startup team. It's hard to recruit people to want to be a part of something that it's kind of hard to see the long-term goals of like being a competitive compo- like opponent in the um, like national championships. It's kind of hard because like you're like, what's the end goal? And we only have like six games. So I think sometimes it's hard to get people to come. Lacrosse is also not like super huge in the Northwest yet, especially women's lacrosse. So like, there's just not a lot of teams in our division. So I think that's been challenging is just trying to get people to buy in and see like this could go somewhere, but it's also hard to invest when you don't know if that's going to be during your time as part of the team, or if that's going to be something you're setting up the future teams for. So yeah, I think that's been some of the difficulty I'd say. Yeah. And um, like, it's, it's always hard to start, you know, a team from scratch. And so like, it's really cool to see what Corbin has done so far in the last three years with the, women's lacrosse team and I hear they're, they're still looking for players um, so if, if you want to play lacrosse you totally should um, but uh, Mayor lastly um, is there anything that you want to share about the program or even like the sport of lacrosse that the average person doesn't know um, about it like I think there's a lot that lacrosse has to offer I played lacrosse in high school and it was honestly really really fun it was probably the hardest sport I've ever played um, just because it's so technical with how you carry the ball and how you score and how you play as a team. Um, but I don't think a lot of people, like you said, know about lacrosse just because it's pretty new to the Pacific Northwest. It's very big on the East Coast. Um, but is there anything you want to share about, you know, women's lacrosse or about the program here at Corbin that um, people might not necessarily not know or they overlook it for? Um, I think there's a lot that we take for granted for. So, yeah, anything you want to share? Yeah, I think I appreciate, like, talking about the technical aspect I remember like when I first joined and like having known like vaguely having a vague concept of what lacrosse was and like being like oh you just it's like soccer but with a stick and you're throwing and catching and it's really I mean some of the concepts are pretty similar because like it is still a field sport and still has some of the basic similarities but like it's so hard I remember picking up the stick for the first time and like I couldn't even hold the ball in there for like like I couldn't run with the ball in my stick without dropping it so yeah I think I tell people like it's a really challenging sport but it's also that much more gratifying when you get a hold like a handle on it because then like you have to put in a lot of work and you have to put in a lot of effort to get to a point where you're really comfortable with carrying the ball like cradling is where you're running and it keeps the ball in the net um Mm -hmm. make sure you can protect it from the other team and then like 
passing and catching, even catching is difficult because if you don't like have a give in your stick, like, you know, if you're like tossing an egg to someone, you want to catch it and give like soft hands, catch it gently. But if you don't do that, the ball literally just bounces out of your stick. So that was very difficult for me to like grasp, but I think that makes it more gratifying in the end because, you know, like you worked hard to get those technical skills and then it translates into just being a super fun, fast paced game once everybody has those skills on the team. So it's like, I don't know, it just feels so fun to like, the ball moves so fast because like you can just launch it from one side of the field to the other. And when you get those moments where it's like everybody's working in unity and you just like starts with the goalie, she launches it across the field, you catch it, you pass it to your friend and they shoot and score. It's like, it's so good. It's so fun. Yeah. Would you say lacrosse is like more of an endurance sport or more of like a strength sport? Ooh. Definitely maybe endurance. Um, it's a lot of running, especially right now. Our team doesn't have a lot of subs. So, again, if you want to join lacrosse, you definitely can. Uh, we're open to anyone. They took me, and I had no idea what I was doing, so we would take you, whoever you are. Um, well, if you're a woman, because <laughs> it's the women's lacrosse team. But um, I literally just forgot what you asked me. It was a strength or endurance. Oh, yeah, endurance, definitely. You have to run a lot. Um, my position is midfield and that's you play so in lacrosse there's four women's lacrosse is four attack men and four defenders and then three midfielders and you can have four well you can have seven people on the side of the goal at one time so the midfielders are playing defense and then you sprint to the other side and you play with the offense so you're those extra three people every time and when we don't have subs it's just the same three people running back and forth the whole time that's also been a challenge because I'm not really the hugest fan of running. So it's been a good challenge for me to learn. Yeah, like literally in midfield, you're kind of like not to take, like not to just, uh, I don't know, like disqualify the amount of effort it takes to be a defender or an attack person um, or even a goalie who's getting like a lacrosse ball thrown at their, their face or the legs. But in the mini, you're like, you're literally like the sacrificial person of the team because you're running back and forth to do both offense and defense. So it's kind of impressive. I was a midi once, and it was like the most miserable thing in the world just because of how much running you have to do. So if you love running, it's probably the sport for you. But I don't love running, so it was kind of hard. But thanks, Mary, for sharing a lot about lacrosse. That's pretty cool. Um, Definitely go watch their first game, which is coming up in a couple weeks, correct? Yeah, our first game at Corbin, I believe, is February 18th. I think that's a Friday. Whatever the Friday is, February the teens week. That one. That sounds right. That sounds right. I'll definitely be there. So if you guys want to come hang out and watch, I'll be there to watch Mayor. We'll cheer her on. Um, Mayor, we're going to talk a little bit more about your, your major. You said you are an education major. You're a senior education major as well as a history major. Um, can you explain what it's like um, to be in your major and what that means? Like, Is that a double major or um, is that just a concentration of education? And um, So yeah, explain a little bit more about that. So basically, it's a, it's called an interdisciplinary major. So it's like, it's not a double major, but I can take two different fields and put focuses on my classes in those fields. Um, when I started at Corbin, I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I chose like two things that interest me, which are history and education. And I was like, what can I do with this? And then they were like, you can do an interdisciplinary major. So you're not taking the full course load of a double major, but you can still get experience in both. And then originally the goal was to narrow it down to one of them. And then I decided to just finish it out with 
the interdisciplinary major and graduate with that because I'm really not sure what I'm doing after graduation. So I think if I have two focuses, it kind of gives me a little bit more of diversity for like job applications, I guess, um, depending on what I decide to do um, eventually. Someday I'll decide something. So uh, yeah, so it's kind of an interesting program. I think it's new-ish at Corbin. Um, so sometimes I don't really know what I'm doing with my classes and it's hard because I have two advisors and so it's been kind of hard to figure out which classes I'm supposed to take. Um, but it's also worked out kind of well because like usually as a senior, you have to take a like capstone or like write a thesis. And I emailed my advisors and they both said, oh, well, depending on what your other advisor says, you don't really need one for mine. So you can do what the other one is. So neither of them ended up having anything for me to do for a capstone. So I put them all in an email together and I said, I'm not, so if I'm correct, I'm not doing anything for a capstone. And they were like, yeah, that sounds good. So I kind of wiggled my way out of doing capstone, which is nice. Um, that was an accident. I didn't plan that, but it worked out. Um, and this semester has been, I also came in, so I transferred to Corbin after going to community college for a year. So I came in with a lot of credits. So I didn't have a lot. So this semester I only had two classes that I had to take and the rest of them were just kind of fun classes that I was interested in, which is kind of nice. I only have 12 credits. So if there's any way you can possibly do that, I would strongly suggest taking heavier course loads at the beginning of your college career and moving into a lighter course load senior year if that's possible because it makes it like senioritis is real. <laughs> um, and then it just makes it so much more fun to like have time to enjoy the things you want to do as a senior like you get into your last semester and it's kind of like oh shoot like this is it and so you're much more free to do things if you're if you haven't uh left a whole bunch of courses for the end so yeah I would say stack front heavy because it's miserable for the first two semesters but it works out in the end yeah you that that's really good advice I I definitely took that advice from someone and I'm so grateful for it because Senior year, when senioritis hits, it is different. And you're just like, I want to be done with school. I've done school for the last three years. And it really helps when you only have 12 credits each semester, just because that's just one fewer class than normal. Um, so definitely like stack heavy, like Mary's saying, like your first two years, if you're a freshman or a sophomore and you're listening in, like take the extra 18 credits. It's not going to be that hard, especially if it's a gen ed. Um, it's definitely going to pay off in the end. Um, but yeah, that's that's super cool. The interdis I think the interdisciplinary... Um, that, that major in that section, um, I think it's relatively new, and I think it's really cool because I definitely heard that like you can wiggle your way out of that that <laughs> senior capstone, which is is pretty nice. Um, takes a, a huge stressor off of you, but um, yeah, you mentioned how you don't necessarily know what you want to do yet, but you said you might decide later. Um, do you have any ideas of if you want to use that in any capacity, or if you're looking towards something else like um, continuing in student life, or is there anything on your on your mindset so far? Or if not, that's totally okay. Um, you know, I really don't know. Um, the goal coming into college, I didn't know. So that's why I went to community college actually was because I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't think I should be paying for getting a degree that I don't know what it's working toward. And then my cousin goes to Corbin as well. Um, and I visited with her a couple of times and I was like, actually, I really want to go to Corbin. And I had been like thinking about it before, uh, deciding on Chemeketa, but then I just decided like the cost difference, but then I re-decided that it would be worth it to pay the money to live on campus and have the experience that she was having because I just like that fills up your life with so much like good connection and relationship with other people and connection and relationship with God. So very worth it. But um, 
then I didn't ever decide anything. So, um, I don't know. I think I'm very open to wherever God will call me to go, uh, which is kind of nice because I'm not like set on something, but it's also kind of difficult. Like, you know, that's the question everybody asks you, like, oh, what grade are you? And you say, I'm senior. And they say, oh, what are you going to do? And it's like, uh, I have no clue. But I think it'd be super cool to do something like work with the national parks and be like a park ranger or something like that would be fun. Um, and that's something that you don't really need a higher education for. So, I mean, like, I don't think you need a specific degree for it, but so I could do that. I've also heard about like being a museum curator. I'm since I'm interested in history, that's something I've thought about. You do have to go get a master's to do that though. For most, if I was to work in like a big museum. So, but that would be cool. Maybe like somewhere down the road. I definitely want to travel a lot. So that's a goal, like just that I would have a job that's stable enough that I could have the money to travel and see a lot of places. So yeah. Cool. Well, man, it's been fun having you on the podcast. We're going to close out with the classic question of the day. And I actually have two since you just mentioned something. I'm going to, I'm going to throw you a curveball. The first one that we'll, we'll say, Mayor, since you're a lacrosse player, what do you consider your best goal scored was in your career here at Corbin? Hmm. I would say probably, I don't know, there's two that were kind of similar. Um, one of them was playing a team that they had a, like, pretty much brain, all of their players were basketball players, and it was like, so they weren't, like, the best at handling the ball, but they had really good defense. And so we were up on our scoring side, and we were going against their goalie, and I had the ball. And then, like, three of their players came to, like, triple team me and, like, get the ball back because they play very aggressively and very, like, man on. And I was able to, like, dodge through the middle of the first two and then, like, kind of, like, do a – so, like, if I you cradle across your face and kind of pull it over to the side, it's called a pull dodge. And I was able to pull dodge the second one and make it around her. And then I shot, and it was, like, a twizzler, which means you pull it across your body and, like, flip it underneath – I don't know, like, how to explain it, but, like, you twist it. And it goes in. And so that was very, like, I felt so cool. I was like, I just dodged three people. And, yeah, so that was an exciting one. And then on our scrimmage we had this last fall, kind of a similar situation. It was like I had the ball, and then one of my friends ran through, and her defender kind of, like, started sliding to me. But it's like sometimes, you know, if a defender overcommits, it's just a lot easier to get around them, and they can't really change direction. So I was able to dodge past her and then pass another girl in the middle and shoot. And so that was cool. Yeah. Dang, I that sounds really hard. Like dodging three people is no joke. I remember that story that when you, the, first one you, the first one you told, I was there and I watched it. And I remember I was uh, keeping score and I like freaked out. I was like, "What just happened?" Because it was the craziest thing ever. And the shot she took, like the Twizzler, is no joke. Like you literally have to shoot. It's so awkward. Like you're you're not shooting like in a throwing motion. It's like your arms are a little bit crossed, I think, right ish. Mm-hmm. And it's just like you're throwing against your body or like the direction you're running in, which is pretty hard. Um, that's super cool. Thanks for sharing that. It's pretty baller, Mayor. Um, second question. Um, you said you're really into history, which I, I knew, um, but I forgot to ask. What is your favorite, like, period of time of history you like to study? Ooh. Um, I think, def- like, ancient civilization is really cool to me. Like, ancient, like, Mesopotamia, like, 
that's like one of the first civilizations we actually had like written records from and like that we know a lot about. So that's super like interesting to me. I love seeing like just the normal everyday aspects. Like I love looking at like an ancient history that has like something about like a letter that someone wrote to their husband or like someone like a note from a mom to a daughter or something like that. Like seeing things like that, that we have somehow preserved through history or like gifts. Like sometimes they'll find pottery that's like inscribed with people's names. And it's like, you just think about it was so different back then, but at the same time it was just like, Oh, they got a gift and they got their name inscribed on the pottery. Like that's just so interesting to see like the continuity of history, um, how everything has changed so much, but it also like just those little moments of every day have stayed pretty similar and like people experienced the same emotions and like lives that we did I mean not the same lives because there's a lot that's different but like in general like the basis of like what makes us human and like how they experienced life was just so similar and I think that's really cool so cool well Mary thank you so much for coming on the podcast I'm so happy that I got to interview you um, if you guys have the chance, come. I think I just tracked it. It's February 17th is, the, is a Friday. That might be your first game. You guys should definitely come out and watch and support women's lacrosse here at Corbin. Definitely a fun sport uh, and see Mayor score at least three goals um, probably. But, um, yeah, thank you so much, and we'll, we'll see, you guys, see you guys next week.